Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by one of my co-hosts in this episode. It is Peter. Alex is not able to join us. Our last episode came on Thursday. We talked about Mark Cucurella coming to Chelsea and some other signings as well and went through all the rumors, got that all knocked out. But besides that, kind of forgot to do the tradition. I, I feel like we also did this after the season began last year too. Um, but obviously, as we know, the Premier League started on Friday. Chelsea played today as this is the Chelsea versus Everton match recap, but we're going to get to that in a couple minutes. We forgot to do our Premier League predictions. So what we're going to do is hopefully do those either sometime later this week or next week. And now some of you people might be like, oh, you're cheating because you're doing it after the season starts. Let's be honest. Your predictions aren't going to be affected by one or two matches unless like, I don't know, like really, if Chelsea began the, the season 0-2, you're, you're still not going to have them in the top four at the end of the year. What are you going to put them in 12th? Like, I don't understand. So that's what we're going to do with our Premier League predictions, hopefully, as long as everything goes well. That'll be later this week or next week. For right now, though, uh, we do have a, a match, the first match of the 2022-2023 Premier League season. To recap, Chelsea versus Everton. And we saw the new away kits. We saw some new additions, Koulibaly and Sterling starting uh, the squad for Chelsea. And because of... Um, let's just say, as Peter texted in our group chat between the three of us, poor conditioning. Um, there were many cramps, many injuries, which led to us seeing a little bit more uh, debuts than we expected. We eventually, we eventually did see Cucurella. We also saw who else, Peter? We saw um, Armando Broja. Pulisic came in as well. There were a couple other guys too. Um, that subbed in for Chelsea. And we saw Raheem Sterling as, as too. I, I mean, that was the start, but I, th- I think I said that Sterling and Koulibaly. But anyway, Chelsea do get the victory off a Jorginho penalty. I believe the stat was his last nine, ten goals for Chelsea, maybe even more than that, have all been pens. This was a, a long match uh, in both the first half and the second half. In the first half, it was plus nine, I want to say, added minutes heading into halftime, and then plus 10 maybe, added on heading into full time. So a lot of running for these guys, and it definitely, there were definitely some cramps along the way. And the, the big one for me was Koulibaly, multiple times going to the ground, having to get his legs stretched, which is a little scary, especially for our new signing. We don't want to see him go down early. But for the times that he was up, played very well um, in that back line for Chelsea, slotting in for the absent um, and now gone, as we know, Antonio Rudiger, basically his replacement there, slotted in very well in the first match. And I want to say the same thing for Raheem Sterling. It's the little, it's the little, the little things I want to say for, for Sterling, as cringe as that may sound. But it's like the little movements, the little shakes he does, the little dribbles he gets through defenders with, the little taps on the ball that he passes to other players. That's what. That's like why we got Raheem Sterling. Yes, the goals too; those definitely work out. But I don't know. Just just when he has the ball, there's some there's some glimpses. There's some excitement there. We haven't really had with Timo Werner what we're seeing from Raheem Sterling, and that's I guess the pace and the the little tips and tricks with the ball. And I mean, 
Werner, I'm sure he has the ability to do that. And we, we've seen that um, in the Bundesliga, but we haven't really seen that here in the Premier League. And that's what we're seeing from Raheem Sterling. And obviously coming from Manchester City, he knows how to play Premier League style football. So I actually kind of went on a little bit of a Peter rant there to start the podcast. Peter, how are you doing? Forgot that you're even here for a second. And um, I guess your thoughts on the match today to begin this one. Oh yeah, I was like, I was like, whoa! What is, what is Josh turning into me? Like, what is this? This is this is the longest I've seen him talk like cons- like throughout without any breaks, with anyone interrupting for like fifty episodes, a hundred, ep- maybe the entire podcast. I don't even know. I was like, I was like, wow, he's really going after it here. But uh, I'm good. Uh, always good to record after a win, especially when it's the first match of the season. You know, the game definitely could have we could have played better, but. A win's a win, and then at the end of the day, you have to take it, especially since we were unbeaten in the last three, maybe four uh, games uh, at uh, Everton Stadium. I forget the name of it, but we haven't gotten a win there in a, too long, so it was good to break that curse, uh, get a win there. Like you said, Josh, both, uh, both uh, well, I'll As say I all three say, of our signings played extremely well. I will just say in the British accent, Goodison Park is the uh, uh, Everton. Thank debut. you. <laughs> thank you. Goodison Park. Brilliant debut for the debutants at uh, Goodison Park. Uh, why did I go? I went into like a French accent you or something. You went into French. We're one. not in Syria. I did go into French. You know. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's Liga, but you know. Oh, I mean, All right. Just, uh, all right. But, <laughs> just saying, but uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Uh, all, all of our new signings, Kula Bali, absolute rock at the back. He, he was just, he was just immense. I mean, he made a few great, great tackles. One definitely saved the goal. I mean, he was dominant in the air, dominant on the ground, dominant everywhere. He, he has, he set up the, uh, he got the assist. Well, technically not. He played a really, really nice three ball at Chilwa, who won the penalty there on that uh, for that for our only goal. I mean, he was just everywhere, and he just looked so, 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 so good. I mean, I like you said, Josh, when he was on those ground with those. Uh, Leg injuries with those cramps, I was scared. You know, you don't want to see that in the first game of the season. Same with Thiago Silva. I mean, he's getting up there in age. So when he was like holding uh, holding his uh, hamstring and need to get that stretched out, I was definitely a bit nervous. But all worked out in the end. I mean, Thiago Silva, one man in the match, is just getting better with age. He continues to just put in a shift and be just so, 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 so good. Attacking wise, like you said, Sterling just looked so dangerous. I will say there's no reason to point out Werner. You could have gone after literally any one of our attackers too. Havertz has been bad. Werner has been bad. Ziyech has been bad. Odoi has been bad. Literally, Mount was bad this game too with it. I mean, literally every all of our attackers you could have pointed out. Pulisic, I, I now I've said literally all of them. You could have pointed out all of them, but of course you had to go Werner. I won't disagree. Werner is definitely guilty. Maybe the most guilty, but. You know, you know, that hurt a little bit, even though I agree with you. But yeah, I mean, it was just so refreshing to see an attacker who could actually be dangerous on the ball, could actually go at a defender, could actually do, like you said, the little things, you know, body feints, Cruyff turns, a little drop of the shoulder, go around and whip a ball in. It's like, that just, we haven't, that, we haven't seen that for way, way, way too long. And that's what we've been lacking. And I mean, even though we have him, I mean, the last, uh, the rest of our front three just, it's again just end product. We can't. Do, we just get into the final third. We keep the ball there, and we just keep, we don't end up doing anything. And that's been what we've been guilty of for past. Oh, I mean, basically since Tuchel has come in, we just we can't score. We keep the possession. I think it, we dominated possession at least two. I think probably about two thirds possession. Might have uh, you know. I know you have to do the numbers, Josh. So I might have jumped the gun on that. But you can correct me if I was wrong. But I mean, kept great possession, and then we just couldn't get any chances, which. 
we've we've just struggled with that and i mean once again we get bailed out with a penalty which i mean i'll take like it's a win's a win like i said earlier but I, we just lacked threat we weren't a threat for almost the entire game and then we, we were just, i mean i can i think fitness having a lack of fitness and then having to play an extra like 20 minutes of added time didn't help uh, but we were just making careless mistakes too giving the ball away not connecting passes just silly things that you don't want to see, especially to start a season. But I think those will get uh, ironed out as uh, like Cucurella comes off the bench, gets more adjusted to the system, even though I will say he had an amazing game. Very, very dangerous. Almost set up a goal for Sterling, but there was a nice block. I mean, just as everyone gets back into it, back into this string of things, I think those errors and there'll be less cramps, there'll be less everything. But it definitely could have been better. It w- I mean, I think Alex isn't here to say it, but I re- in our group chat during the game, he said it was. Uh, he, he said a bit of. A, he said an explicit, but I won't say it. He said it was the, some of the worst soccer I have ever watched. So I mean, that's basically his thoughts on the game. I didn't think it was that bad, but definitely could have. There's room for improvement, and I mean, that's what you just have to hope for. Next game out, just keep steadily improving until we're at the level we know it can be at, and that's challenging for the title. Hopefully, especially if we make some new signings, which I don't. I, we're not going to talk about this episode, but. Who knows if we'll ever talk about them? Maybe only when they're completed. I don't know. We'll see. Um. Yeah. So, you, so you mentioned Alex. I was going to as well. As exciting and entertaining football is on a daily basis, I am not going to lie when I tell you that there were m- like many points in this match that we watched today that were boring. That's just me. I know it's the opening weekend of Premier League football. I know I should be excited and hyped up, which I am. I mean, Chelsea won the match, but that can't go without saying that there were a bunch of boring points in this one. Um, but again, that's just me. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I won't feel that way when Chelsea play Tottenham in a week, but that's just how I feel, and I'm sharing my opinions. I mentioned a little bit earlier that we saw a few debuts from some other players as well off the bench. We also saw the debut of Ruben Loftus-Cheek, funny enough, coming over Mateo Kovacic, which we mentioned in the group chat too during the match. Like Interesting that uh, Tuchel brings on Loftus-Cheek instead of Kovacic, but also not interesting because it seems like in these big situations in the Premier League and in Champions League and FA Cup, Tuchel seems to keep leaning and leading on Loftus-Cheek, and it's not really that much of a bad thing. And and most of these times, he's really built up Loftus-Cheek as a big-time name, a big player for Chelsea. Just another interesting thing, though, that today he brings him in instead of Kovacic. Um, we We also saw Connor Gallagher come in as well for Chelsea. So two really youngsters, you know, Broja and Gallagher, um, there. So some guys we didn't see today that were on the bench, Kovacic, I mentioned that already, Trevor Chalaba and uh, Hakeem Ziyech, um, three guys we did not see. And then, I mean, you mentioned him earlier that I, that, I, that I talked about Timo Werner. That's one of the names we didn't see on the, uh, even on the substitutions list for the game today. So I think that's telling us this is the end, at least for right now, of Timo Werner at Chelsea. Will it be a loan move? Will he be sold? That remains to be seen. But I, I think with his, his name not on the team sheet today, that's the end for Timo Werner and his time at Chelsea. 
Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Tuchel before the game said that uh, the kind of squad he came out with before the game would kind of indicate, you know, the futures of the players. And we saw three players who were left out, Marcus Alonso, Callum Hudson-Odoi, and Timo Werner, who there's now been reports. We already knew about Timo Werner like wanting to go back to uh, Leipzig, wanting him loan, permanent, who knows. But I agree, Josh, I think his time, at least for now, or maybe permanently, is up. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi also was rumored to... Uh, be possibly going on loan either Southampton or Leicester they've both been discussing it so that's the reason for that and we all know about Alonso wanting to go to Barca Tuchel basically confirmed that Alonso was leaving saying like he wanted to leave and we let him leave so that's basically done so I basically that confirms that Timo is going to leave Kalamazandor will presumably leave on loan maybe permanent who knows maybe we can like put him kind of like we did with Colwell uh, where we we give him to Leicester and they give us Fofana for a bit of a cheaper price. Who knows? But those three, probably probably gone for at least, a f- well, uh, Alonso's gone forever, hopefully. But then Werner and Kalamatsunadoi, hopefully, uh, I don't know about Werner, but Kalamatsunadoi, hopefully a year where he gets some game time, can hopefully finally develop. It feels like he's been, been like forever now, been a year away from being a year away from being a year away from being ready. <laughs> it's been too long. But hopefully he can get some game time, come back. And then as for the other things, I don't know why Tuchel doesn't like Kovacic. I think Kovacic is honestly our best midfielder. Uh, he's our most dangerous. He brings the most going forward. Uh, I mean, I can understand bringing Loftus-Cheek on because he was playing wingback, which in itself is an interesting move. I don't, I'm not sure if Loftus-Cheek is the best wingback, but I guess it worked out. We, did, he didn't make any mistakes that caused us to lose. But I mean, Kovacic, in my opinion, has to be like the, one of the first names on the team sheet. And for him to not get any game time at all, uh, especially when I think towards the end, uh, Conte and Jorginho were both, they were both kind of struggling. They both, I mean, everybody was lacking fitness in the team, but I think Kovacic was really could have been good in this game where Everton are playing kind of uh, bringing everyone back. Kovacic definitely brings more going forward than those two. I would have liked to see him. I love him. I think he's just, uh, like I said, our best midfielder needs to be on the team sheet. It's one game though, you know, I'm not going to get mad with Tuchel's tactics after one game. I wish, like you said, Josh, you I mean, you talked about how there were boring points. There were many boring points during this game, despite it being the first game of soccer of the season but how how about five corners in a row <laughs> oh my that was the corner worst. Was, hit out and every single corner one. head out corner hit out. literally they were all so bad there was not i, I would we probably end up with like over 20 and i don't think one corner on any one of them we looked somewhat dangerous at all oh the worst one you when reese just passed it all the way back to like mendy oh that was the worst corner i think i've seen in years oh we were just so bad today it was just like i said earlier just careless errors oh we need to we'll get over them but it was just so 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 poor i i don't know if the plan was to hit the front side of the post every single time but that's really what reese james was accomplishing with those like i don't know if there was Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do a shallow crosses, but every single one, like he never got the ball far enough in the air to go to the far post. It was in the near post every single time. And there was always the defender there to hit it out repeatedly. There was like that one point where there was literally five corners for Chelsea in a row, and they would go to the same place. He never would change it up. I like I I don't get it. I, I don't know why, like it, it's predictable. I don't but anyway, let's go to the stats now. Chelsea outshot Everton 15 to 9 with Six to four shots on target. Possession, like you were saying, Peter, Chelsea led that 63% to 37%. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Fouls, 14 to 11. It was a little bit chippy at times, as we know. That's how Chelsea got their goal. 
Three to two in yellow cards today. Zero red cards handing out, handed out to either side. Offsides, three to two. Everton led that. But as we know, we almost saw very close to seeing Raheem Sterling's first goal with Chelsea. That was an offside, um, an offsides call. And then 16 corners for Chelsea to the small amount of four for Everton. 16. Chelsea normally lead corners in most of, the, most of their matches, but 16, that's a ton. And right now, with Chelsea getting the, securing the three points today, but only scoring the one goal, that puts them in the sixth spot. Why did I say it like that? The sixth spot of the Premier League table. I want to say my, you know, we, we saw the one match on, on Friday between Crystal, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. Why is Arsenal starting off, you know, kicking off the season for Prem, the Premier League? I don't know. Couldn't, couldn't tell me why. There's no, uh, whatever, 2-0 win, I, I don't care. Arsenal, by the way, Peter, you know Arsenal fans were going absolutely insane when for a good day or a good night at that point, they were uh, they were first in the Premier League. Ooh, top of the league, top of the league. Funny, funny, good joke. <laughs> I was seeing all of the memes about that. It was so funny. Like Arsenal fans right now, and they're, it's like people like partying in clubs or something, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was really funny. And, uh, but, but what I wanted to get to originally was my, I guess, surprise match of the day. And that being obviously Fulham Liverpool with the two, two draw Fulham. I don't know if you saw the highlights or watched the match. I watched most of the match. It's a very good performance from Fulham. Now, obviously we know the powerhouse that Liverpool is kind of, yes, they, they, Fulham wasn't able to hold on, but still, I, I think it was a great effort from a team that we wouldn't expect. I mean, l- let's be honest, going into the match today, you're not expecting Fulham to even come close to a win. They didn't end up with one. They had it for a couple minutes, <laughs> but it ended up being a draw, but a very good match of football. That was exciting to watch. That, that I want to say, that match did not have boring points. That was really... Um, exciting to watch. And that, that kicked off my morning pretty well before the Chelsea match. And then I got back to boring or not back to boring, but I got into, into a boring match, but whatever it is, what it is. My team ended up winning that I was supporting. So I guess it's good um, when it, when it comes to uh, the final tally of things, but I guess we, we, we're going to bring it back for another season, right? Player ratings here. Peter, do you want to play along for the first match? Do you want to do it or do you want to wait? I'll for do Alex? it. I'll, I'll, start it, I'll start it off strong on my own. So then, you know, so then Alex, when he sees that I get 11 for 11 right here, he'll know that he's the one that drags me down. We are. St- I don't think we ever got. So we never got to eight last season, I think. So let's see if you could start it off with an with a record eight for 11. Starting off with our goalkeeper, Edward Mendy, who made an absolutely tremendous save. I believe it was on a header uh, right by the crossbar early in the match. Beautiful. Mendy's back to tip-top shape. I did not see him having cramps this one. He was ready for it. Peter, what was his rating? I think it's, it's between a six or seven for me, but I think I'll go seven because of that save. I mean, actually, no, it could be actually it could be an eight, but I think it'll be seven. He made a couple good saves. Like you said, Josh, that it was a really incredible one off of that uh, recrossed ball. Uh, he, he, but originally he could have caught that off of the corner. So, I mean, that was a bit questionable, but then he also had that good save and that scramble in the box. So yeah, I think seven's fair for him. So, I mean, you mentioned it though, that they would, could possibly give him an eight, which they do. 
Um, again, this is Sports Illustrated's absolute Chelsea site. Just the the Fan Nation. I don't even know if they're absolute Chelsea anymore, but Fan Nation, uh, Sports Illustrated. They gave him an eight, so it's going to start you off, unfortunately, over one in this new season. But hopefully, you can bounce back with Koulibaly here, our center back, the first guy, the first center back we talk about. What did he get? See, I don't know how much they're going to overinflate it because you know debut, debut hype, you know, like debut bonus points. So it could be a nine. It's definitely an eight, at least an eight, especially if many got an eight. But I mean, I could see a nine because you know it's the debut. So like, I think I'll go eight. Just because, but if it's a nine, I understand. But an eight, <laughs> it's an eight for Koulibaly. Yes. So nice job there. Um, and you mentioned the man of the match here, Tiago Silva. What is the rating? I mean, he could be a nine, t- t- but I think, but I mean, man of the match. You know, they sometimes give bonus points for that. But I think I'll stick with also an eight. Another solid performance for both of them, really. No, he gets that extra man of the match bonus point. It is a nine for Tiago Silva here. Which um, it puts you at a decent mark of one for three so far. It's not that bad. Now let's see what you decide to give Cesar Azpilicueta. I mean, overall, I'd say it's a pretty average game. I mean, he didn't really do anything like Koulibaly or Tiago Silva, who both had really, really good games. I mean, Azpi was pretty average, I'd say. A couple times going forward, he was a bit dangerous, but not really. It's as dangerous as Azpi could be. So <laughs> I think I'll go. I'll go seven because clean sheet. Six. You were. I, I thought you were gonna say six. And you were like, I was gonna go average, six. Average, no, average, I was gonna average. go six. But then I was like, you know, clean sheet. Everyone else played well, so they'd over like eight. You know, like eight, eight, nine. You, you want to give a seven, so it looks better for everybody. You know, you gotta remember, there or not absolute Chelsea. I don't know. Why I keep on saying that. Um, fan nation. They're very strict with their ratings. So keep that in mind. Here, I'm giving you a hint with Reese James. What do you think he got out of ten? Why well, I, I get mm, oh, it could be a five, because to be honest, if we're being honest, this was a bad performance, at least for Reese James' standards. I mean, I'd say like, defensively he was fine, but going forward, I mean, those corners, man, we talked about it; those were so bad. I mean, even his crosses too on some for the free kicks and just kind of out of out of live play. I mean, he was just not as dangerous as he usually is, and I mean, he can be much better. But that being said, he did get into those spots, so maybe I'll lean six. But you did just say they were being mean, so, you know. No, I'll stick with six. I'll go with my gut six. Five. Five for Reese James. Okay, so from now on, I just bump everyone down one, and then I'll be correct. Okay, just (laughs) I'm running that down right now. Just so I know. Just so I know. And uh, that puts you now at one for five. So bad start, but let's see if you can get all these right bounce back, and it'll end up being good. Next one up here. Center midfielder, Angolo Conte. I'd say six. He was just kind of average, you know. Uh, I don't. I can't think of anything, any times where he was exceptional. Can't think of any times he was poor. So six. Yes, it is a six for Angolo yes. Conte. We got another one right. We're not ending with a one. We're ending with a two at least. But let's go up from there. Jorginho is next. Uh, the penalty. I don't know how much the penalty will boost him up because like it's not that impressive, but it is the goal. It is the winner, you know. I'd say without the pen, he was just as good as Conte, so a six. But I don't know whether it's like they're like boosting him up a lot, a lot for the pen to an eight or it's a seven. But I think I'll go only a seven. Yes, only a seven is correct. So we got two in a row here. That's going to boost you up to three for seven. Um, and Jorginho does in fact get a seven. Another player here who uh, had a good day. 
left winger Raheem Sterling, the debut. What do you got for him? Are we skipping Chilwell? Are we skipping Chilwell? Or did they just go out of order? They Chilwell. Did I skip him? I did skip him. Okay, so he was after uh, Edward Mendy. He was very much in the beginning, and I oh, just interesting. I'm not gonna do that. Okay, so we I'll, I'll do, do Chilwell, Chilwell next. Yeah, do Chilwell. You know, get kind of, kind of go in order, you know. So I was going custom middle, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, wait, wouldn't Chilwell be next year? That's an interesting layout from them, but I think Ben Chilwell. No, 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 I did it wrong. It was, he was after Mendy. Well, yeah, I know, but I was like, I, I was going through it, and I was like, where did Chilwell go? He just like disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's tough for him because you know this is really his first game back from his ACL injury. You know, big injury has to take time. But I mean, he's obviously wasn't as good as he could be. Uh, it could be six just because they might be a bit lenient because of the injury and all that. But it could be a five also. But I'll go six just because I think maybe they'll be a bit nice just because, you know, first game back still has to get into the swing of things, you know? Yeah, you're right. It's uh, you're four for eight. That's going to give you, I believe, three in a row. And you're getting what I mistakenly missed. Ben Chilo, I apologize to you, sir. We now go back to Raheem Sterling, the guy who made uh, his Chelsea debut. What do you think he gets? Well, I think he was second man of the match behind Thiago Silva. Uh, pers- my, mm, I don't know. That's tough. I think that the co-man of the match is right there for me. But I think Raheem Sterling gets a nine. He was just by far the most dangerous player. Uh, definitely the best attacking player. Maybe not defensively just because Koulibaly and Silva were just immense. But I think a nine for Sterling. Maybe in your mind it's a nine. <laughs> And what? maybe not he a was co man of the match, but it's not even an eight. What for Raheem whoa, Sterling? Whoa, whoa. Read this Raheem one. Read this Sterling one. Sterling on wanna... Fan Nation gets a seven out of ten. That's questionable right there. That's that's like that's an extremely questionable decision right there. I don't I don't know about this, you know? Well let's that's, see about the striker Kai Havertz and let's see how much you agree. <laughs> what do you think he gets? Uh that throws everything off because I was like I was comparing them all to Sterling, who I thought he deserved the nine. I'm, I'm not crazy for thinking that, right? He had a great I game. I I would agree with you if I was doing this these ratings. I I probably would have said an eight. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, but That's I would fair. not have That's gotten fair. it right. Obviously, well, apparently not. It was a seven. Yeah. If he's getting a seven, I mean, if he's getting seven, Havertz gets like a four. Yep. Dead on. Dead on. So five for ten. You are. Havertz, not 5 for 10. He's actually 4 out of 10. Um, yeah, very strict in these ratings here to start out the season. Mason Mount to end it. I mean, if we're doing the same thing and I'm comparing him to Sterling, yeah, both him and Havertz, Mount and Havertz, both poor, poor games. They were both, I barely noticed they were on the field, to be honest. Sterling was really the only of the front three that started that I was like, oh, wow, he's actually playing today. Like, we don't have nine players on the pitch. So I'm going to also go four, I think. So they they gave him higher. They gave him a six. What? What? Around. What? One so, less than Sterling, dude? What did he five do? Five for 11 is how the player ratings begin for this season. So I guess back. You have like one ball. good shot at the beginning from a short corner. That's literally it. Oh, so. these, are, these, these attacking ones are questionable. I agree with the defensive and midfield, but I don't, I don't know about these attacking ones. These are kind of sketchy. You know? And then for Andrew, anyone wondering about the substitutions, Pulisic gets a six. Same thing with Loftus-Cheek, Broja, Cucurella, and Gallagher. So all of our subs get a six. I mean... Cucurella should be higher than a six, by the way. I'll just say that and pop in here. He had a very good game. He he literally played for like 20 minutes and had created the biggest chance of the game that wasn't the pen with that ball to Sterling. That's all I'm saying. 
more questionable decisions there. The rest I can give subs. I can say six. Yeah, you deserve that. Cucurella should be a seven, maybe an eight. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I guess here's what I'm going to say. Hopefully later this week, Premier League predictions, at least part one, because sometimes they go long, but hopefully at least part one there, um, if not the whole thing in one. And then next weekend, next Sunday, Chelsea versus Tottenham. We'll be back for that. Um, exciting stuff here. Premier League's back, baby. Get excited. Um, also, to help us out, a few things you could do to support us. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. To find out more places to listen to the podcast, you can go to shipitstudios.com slash talkingblues and follow our Twitter account on Twitter. Why do I need to say that? But whatever. At Talking Blues Pod. And most all, mostly all of this information that I said will be in the podcast notes if I spoke too fast. So for Peter, um, this is Josh saying thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. Go Chelsea, go Blues, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.